Hello, this is Lafayette Faust, creator of the Nevermore Hollows podcast. Thank you for making the show a success. Please take a moment to subscribe, give five stars, comment, and share the show with your friends. It's the best way to help us grow and to be able to continue to provide quality horror content. Also, please support our new art director, Chris Madman Goins, at Black Sheep Studios TN on Instagram. He has some amazing Nevermore Hollows art for sale, signed by the both of us, as well as many other original pieces I think you're going to love. Now, for you horror hounds who like to have a good laugh, I invite you to check out my other podcast. It's called The Three Uncool Cats. In it, my two friends and I sit in a basement and discuss music, movies, and whatever else comes into our warped minds. I would really appreciate it if you would give it a listen. Now, with that out of the way, I invite you to sit back, turn on a light, and prepare yourself. The Grim Tale of Grace Macabre Chapter 21 Ari slowed the car as they came around a wide, lazy curve. He pulled off the side of the road and turned to Grace. I like coming here, he said, and pointed toward a vast field that spread out before them. They got out of the car and took in the scene. The field was awash with various grasses in a kaleidoscope of colors. Shades of purple, strokes of green, splotches of crimson, speckles of yellow and tan. The autumn sun painted the whole scene in a golden shimmer. Grace had lived in Nevermore her whole life and had thought that she had seen all there was to see. But this field was truly a sight that amazed her. This looks almost unreal, she said. The way the colors are blending together, it reminds me of an Impressionist painting, Ari replied. Grace gave him an appreciative glance. This field, though, was far from Impressionist. That style of painting was known for its muted and blurred colors, as if everything were seen through an out-of-focus lens. Uncle Jim had once told her that he felt Impressionism was a perfect metaphor for the human condition. He said that there is a profound beauty in the world that we can't see because our perception is dulled by our troubles and struggles and distractions. He said we can rarely, if ever during this life, see the true magnificence of God's creation. She didn't exactly get what Uncle Jim was talking about, 
but that statement had a deep, reflective beauty of its own. This field, however, was alive in its splendor. Every splash of color, every blade of grass, every petal of every flower existed with a magnificent clarity that radiated something that she was momentarily unable to describe. I don't know if Impressionism is the right analogy, she said, looking for the right word to describe the field, hoping that when she found it, she wouldn't sound stupid. Then, a soft, cool breeze ruffled the grass and the fiery leaves of the trees beyond, and the word popped out of her mouth, surprising her. It's glorious. Ari turned to her. There was a look on his face she couldn't describe. It was somewhere between admiration and disgust. Her heart sank for its indefinable quality. I don't know if I would use that word, he said, but I will say this is a place of profound power. Grace found his comment immensely curious. How so? Instead of answering, he shrugged. It wasn't the shrug of a guy who couldn't put his thoughts into words. Instead, it came across as a deep, reflective gesture. Grace could feel that Ari had a depth about him that must be vast. In fact, as she stood watching him, she got the sense that he was older than he appeared. Much older. And much wiser of the world than she could ever be. And that both unnerved and excited her. I find this field to be a place of peace, she said, hoping to prompt him into speaking his thoughts. It's almost like I belong here. He stared ahead, and they stood in silence for a few moments. Finally, he spoke. There is no peace in this field, Grace. What we see here is an illusion, and if you can open your mind enough, you'll be able to see the reality. Grace didn't understand what Ari was saying, but she was intrigued. How so? she asked. I see only a deep beauty. He turned to her, and his eyes radiated confidence in what he believed. If we were to walk into this field, we would see that its beauty is only superficial, he said. There are thousands of creatures struggling to live just one more moment before being eaten by another more powerful creature. There are insects feeding on the grass. There are mice feeding on the insects. And snakes are feeding on the mice. Even the snakes aren't safe. They are at the mercy of foxes and... They, in turn, are at the mercy of bears and coyotes. Wow, she said. I've never looked at it that way, but how does that show power? His eyes became fierce in his conviction. 
the stronger creatures exert their power over the weaker. And people are like the creatures in this field, he said. If you need proof, just turn on the news. It's full of stories about theft and violence and murder. Everyone is in some state of survival mode because others are exerting their power or influence over them. While there was truth in what Ari said, Grace was not quite ready to concede. I can't argue with any of that, and I know there are some very bad people, she said. But that's not everybody. Some people are good, like my mom. Ari shook his head. The world is in a constant state of chaos, yet people act as if it isn't. They go about their days with happy faces that are completely fake. They work meaningless, soul-crushing jobs, and they ignore how dangerous this world is. Someone or something is always stalking us, ready to exert their power on us. Grace considered his logic. She thought about how her mother, who was successful and a good person, was miserable at the demise of her marriage. She also considered the fact that Nevermore was in a state of panic because of all the child abductions. Then she considered the terror she felt during the school shooting. If that's true, she said, how do I overcome this chaos? Ari smiled. He was clearly glad she had asked this question. By the power of your will. The power of my will, Grace said, and the phrase caused a door deep inside her mind to unlock. It seemed as if she could hear an audible click as the lock sprung open. The door itself remained closed, but what was hidden behind it was a profound understanding. Clearly, Ari had already stepped beyond the threshold and gained this knowledge. She wanted to understand, too, so that she could be like him. I see that you're close to understanding, Grace, Ari said, pressing on. The glory of this field doesn't really exist. At best, it's a comforting ruse. At worst, it's a beautiful lie. The only thing that truly exists in this field is the struggle of wills, one beast trying to overpower the other. Grace felt the door inside her mind crack open a fraction of an inch. But isn't this all a very dark worldview? Ari shook his head as if this question were a giant step back from a profound revelation. No, it's not. Think about it, Grace. It's exactly like what we see at school. Look at the way everyone is trying to be better than everyone else. Everyone picking on someone weaker, trying to dominate them. All pretending to be happy when they are sick with misery. And look where that got us. It nearly got a lot of people killed yesterday. Grace couldn't believe that she was having such a deep conversation with Ari. He was opening her eyes to a startling reality, and her desire for him flared into a roaring flame. The door inside her mind opened a little wider. Go on, 
she prompted. Ari took a breath before answering. Understanding the beautiful lie allows me to see that people are no different than the creatures of this field. Do you understand so far? Yes, Grace said. Good. At the core of all this is a powerful thing called free will, Grace. Since I know that I have free will, I can choose to not be the prey. I choose to walk my own path, a path that I create. I choose my own destiny. I don't have to fear anyone, and I don't have to answer to anyone. The door inside Grace's mind was flung open, and her mind reeled. Justin, Ian, the detectives, the supernatural occurrences were swept aside as her mind buzzed with the possibilities this concept provided her. Ari had turned toward the field while giving his explanation. Now he turned and fixed his dark, confident eyes on hers. You get it. I can see it. Now use it. Take control. You have the power to shun what everyone else wants of you, to live the life you want, and to never be afraid again. You have the power to live, Grace. Grace stared into Ari's eyes and considered this heady concept. She didn't have to answer to anyone for anything, not to her teachers, not to the pressures of society to act or look a certain way, and not to her overprotective, smothering mother. It was her life, not anyone else's. Ari leaned in close. Grace realized that he was going to kiss her, and more than anything in the world, she wanted that kiss right now at this moment. As he took her into his arms and pulled her close, she chose to give in to his power because now she understood that by doing so, she was taking power for herself. He pressed his lips to hers, and she felt the heat that radiated from him. And it was exhilarating.